This is the Pro Channel Manager Podcast, episode number nine. The f*** is that? I'm dying in this country-ass f***ed up town. You're listening to the Pro Channel Manager Podcast, the only podcast in the world that shows you how to run a YouTube channel just like the pros. And here's your host. He's grown multiple YouTube channels by millions of subscribers and billions of views. And even though he speaks funny, we promise you he is speaking English. Tom Martin. Hello, fellow pros. Welcome to another episode of the Pro Channel Manager podcast. And I wanted to talk to you about a video that I recently published on LinkedIn. Yes, LinkedIn, not YouTube, because, well, that's a whole other story. We'll leave that for another day. But I made a video recently about the three most common mistakes I see when auditing people's YouTube channels and how you can fix these problems. But that LinkedIn video was just the tip of the iceberg. By the way, if you're not connected with me on LinkedIn already, please do so. You can find me by going to prochannelmanager.com forward slash LinkedIn. Go there, you'll find my profile, add me as a contact, and we can share cool business type stuffs. Yes, so my audit process is like super, super deep. Now I'm going to share with you the steps that I take in conducting my world famous 75 point check audit. Get me very, very posh. But before we do that, we need to say a huge thank you to this week's sponsor, VidIQ. VidIQ is the secret weapon for every professional YouTube channel manager. Why? Because it has all of the amazing workflow and efficiency tools you need to save you time and effort but there's more. It also has the most advanced YouTube SEO tools in the world, including an incredible keyword research tool that I use on every single video that I upload. I've been using vidIQ since way back in 2013, and without it, I simply would not have been able to generate the billions of YouTube views that I have. Fact. So if you want to get Ninja and start using the tools that the pros use, check out prochannelmanager.com forward slash vidIQ to get a free 30-day trial of one of their awesome paid plans. That's prochannelmanager.com forward slash V-I-D-I-Q. And you can thank me later. Thanks, VidIQ. So back to my audit process. I've been professionally auditing YouTube channels for about five years. And I say professionally, using air quotes, even though you can't see me, because unfortunately, not all audits are created equal. I've refined my audit process over the years and you have to do that because what works on YouTube changes constantly. What YouTube wants changes constantly. I've worked with, you know, giant media brands, sports federations, even Fortune 500 companies. In fact, they're probably the worst channels that I've looked at. And of course, I've worked with honest to goodness, independent YouTube creators. I've got, as I say, this 75 point checklist, which I mentioned earlier. And that basically scores the channel on, I think it's four main categories. They cover branding, the setup of the channel, content, and of course, my favorite SEO, which is always the category that I seem to score channels the lowest in. I'm a bit of a Scrooge when it comes to that. I've also introduced a bonus category for operations and monetization because I found that more and more people were making mistakes with very simple things that were having a big impact on their channel things you wouldn't even think of, like putting their videos out under a Creative Commons license by accident, using commercial music when they didn't and not check in for claims. And probably most common is 
not optimizing their ads and losing a lot of money in the process. Monetization settings and making more money was actually a topic I covered back in episode seven. So go check that out. And I actually recently took my pro channel manager community through this through a more in-depth process. And I even let them watch over my shoulder as I place mid-roll ads on my YouTube videos. Monetization settings and making more money was actually a topic I recently covered in episode seven. So go and check that out. And I also took my pro channel manager community through this in one of our recent live masterclass trainings. And I even let them watch over my shoulder as I place mid-roll ads into my videos. Really, really, really important. That part of the training is now in our live training lab over at Pro Channel Manager, which you can access by joining Pro Channel Manager community at prochannelmanager.com forward slash community. And you can even use the promo code podcast to get an exclusive discount. Okay, back on topic. And I'm now going to speed through the four main categories that I use to audit channels and in the process, highlight some of the most common mistakes people make and how to fix them. Now, there is going to be lots here, but don't worry if you haven't got a pen to hand as this helpful guide is now available as a detailed step-by-step article over at prochannelmanager.com forward slash episode nine. That's the word episode, the number nine, no hyphens, no spaces. Okay, so category number one is the branding of the channel. This is the most straightforward thing and covers such aspects as the channel art, the channel icon, or what you might call as the avatar. The most common things to look out for here are things like the channel art not having a schedule in it, or most common is the channel art not really selling the USP of the channel. This really needs to make it clear what the channel is all about and why someone should subscribe. This is probably one of the most straightforward and easiest things to look out for but you'd be surprised how people become blind to their own branding and how it's not probably serving their YouTube channel as it should. Number two is the channel setup. And we're going to go here for a deeper look at the setup of a channel past the branding. This again is pretty straightforward, but we need to look at a few more aspects of how the channel is set up and how it sells itself to the world. Things like how are the sections of the channel set up? How does the about section read? And then more subtle things that lesser auditors might even not touch on, such as the tone of voice. This is something that gets overlooked so often is that when you are running a YouTube channel, you are a brand. You need to act like a real brand. And what is your brand's tone of voice? What would you say? What wouldn't you say? What language do you use? What language would you never use? Are you humorous? Are you serious? You need to think about these things. And this is something that's often overlooked by many, many YouTube channels. Other things to look out for, I would usually say, are the way in which the sections are laid out in vertical lists and horizontal rows different. Although at the time of recording, I recently got like a test through from YouTube where this option wasn't even an option anymore. So do check in your channel whether you can still even do that or not it looks like channel customization has finally come over into the full new YouTube studio. Other things that you can look at is, are channels using the recommended channels widget? Do they have a proper and full channel trailer and not just uh, sticking like a hero video at the top of the channel? Next, we're going to get really, really nerdy because this is my favorite section to look out for. And this is the video SEO section. I absolutely love auditing channels for this part because I get to really get into the weeds of the kind of stuff that I'm obsessed with. 
titles, tags, descriptions. And I also get to, for the first time in the audit process, really dive deep into the YouTube analytics of a channel. I'm looking at things like watch time, how many views are coming from playlists, from search, from suggested. And then I'm looking at how well their metadata is structured. And when I talk about metadata, obviously what I'm talking about and altogether now class is titles, tags, and description. Yes, well done class. Anything basically where text can be indexed by YouTube or Google, we want to make sure these are optimized for clicks to keep audiences happy, but also for keywords. Top things to look out for here. Certainly the most common is watch time. What is the average view duration? What is the average view percentage? Almost every single channel that I look at, this can be improved. There are some exceptions, but generally, if you're looking at a channel of yours or a channel of a client's, it's almost certainly this is going to be a factor. As I mentioned earlier, what are the traffic sources? But more importantly, what is the balance of traffic sources? If you are seeing that browse features and suggested videos are lower than you might want them to be or than you would expect, this is a kind of warning sign that YouTube is not recommending your videos to enough people. And there's a reason for that. It's either going to be what we just spoke about watch time, or it's going to be something like your SEO structure is not consistent, or it's not optimized for the correct keywords. And I also really love this section because this is where generally the rubber hits the road when you're comparing someone who is like an independent creator, kind of doing their best, just making great content, not focusing so much on the channel manager side, and then the pro channel manager aspect. Because when you see a superb set of descriptions and you get excited and some really clean, well-structured tags and you nerd out over them like me, you know you're in the company of a good channel manager. But on the flip side of that, you can also really spot poor work, lazy work. And it's often doing client work that I notice this. And it's not necessarily the client that themselves doing it. Very oftentimes they've hired someone who is underqualified or they've hired an agency. And this is very, very common who are doing the absolute bare minimum to run their client's channel. And I see this time and time and time again. And this is one of the clear signs where if you're hiring an agency, you can see whether or not they're phoning it in, in inverted commas, by checking out the quality of their titles, tags, descriptions. And the very, very, very biggest telltale sign is if they are just copy and pasting the same tags, the same standard descriptions across every single video and not adding anything that is video specific. As you can tell, I could talk about this for hours and hours and hours, as I do always. But yes, video SEO, one of the most important parts of channel management, one of the most important parts of running an important channel, and very, very often the most neglected part of a YouTube channel that can really, really actually move the needle for a channel that's already making great content. Speaking of content, let's move on to number four, content. Is it king? Is it not? We're told it is. We'll park that debate for another day because this is where we get to sit back with our popcorn, watch some YouTube videos and see basically how platform friendly are they. So not just is it great content, but is it content that is made specifically for and well suited 
to YouTube specifically. Things to look out for are, of course, production quality, the pacing, thumbnails, which I would class as part of content, and also the calls to action within the YouTube video. Top things that I look out for are, do the videos get straight to the point? Are these long-winded intros? Same for when a video is ending. Are they taking long? Are they putting some really obvious music to show that they're wrapping up the video? And are they also doing very, very weak, if any, calls to action? Flip side of that, there'll often be too many calls to action. People saying, subscribe to the channel and leave a comment and give it a thumbs up and follow me on Instagram and go and check out my t-shirt website. Other things that you'll find working with people that are not necessarily natives of YouTube inside of the content is things like they won't be looking directly into the lens of the camera or they'll have some funky second camera showing the side of their face, which is absolutely does not work on YouTube. Also bad audio. You really need to point this out because people can forgive not great video, but they really will not accept for audio. I'd say probably one of the most common mistakes and one of the most damaging mistakes is that final call to action. As I mentioned earlier, I spoke about what it shouldn't be, but what should it be? It should be a really strong on screen call to action, a human, if possible, pointing to an empty space where you can later program an end screen and specifically referencing the video that you want the viewer to watch next by name. Actually mention the context and the contents of the next video. That's going to get a much better click-through rate than any suggestion YouTube could make. And it also puts the viewer on a journey that you control and that you know is best for that viewer to ultimately turn them into a subscriber, a fan, and hopefully one day a customer. Obviously, thumbnails is absolutely huge. We could do another episode on that. In fact, we did. So check out episode six with the amazing Rob Wilson of vidIQ, who is probably one of the leading experts when it comes to YouTube thumbnails. So much feedback that I give to clients around thumbnails. Usually it's around text or the misuse thereof. But yes, do go and check that episode. And of course, when you're doing audits for yourself or for your clients, the main signifier of success or not of a thumbnail, of course, is that click-through rate. So make, make sure you're checking that inside of YouTube Analytics. Now, once I've actually carried out my audit, that's not the end because then I have to create a detailed report for the client. I also hop on a consulting call with them and we talk through the report. Some of it they know and they just weren't doing it. Some of it is new to them, which is always nice. And I give them some extra advice that I might not have mentioned in the report. I can answer any questions that they've got. And then also we can talk together and I can advise them on future strategy. This is really important because how can you advise someone what to do in the future if you don't know what they've done in the past? And that's really, really always going to be the reason why I do an audit before I do any ongoing work with a client, because you just need to know where they're at now, what they know what they don't know, what they're doing well, what they don't do so well. A YouTube audit is also great if you're working with clients because it can become a statement of work. You basically generate a report that says you need to fix all of these things. And a lot of the times the people on the other end of that report are going to say, can you just do this for me? And as a YouTube services provider like myself, and as many of you are out there, the answer is going to be yes. 
here's the price, here's how we can work together going forward. So if you would like to see more of this process in detail, then you should sign up to my Pro Channel Manager community where soon I'll be hosting a masterclass, deep diving, really, really deep diving on this process and doing a live example. On that masterclass, I'll also be taking people under the hood of my custom tool that I've had built just to help me generate those audit reports. Yes, I have some tools that have helped me generate the reports, but just to put you at ease, all of my audits are carried out in painstaking manual detail. There are no shortcuts for a good YouTube audit. So please be aware of any kind of machine run audits. They're never going to get you the same result as a human led audit. If all of this sounds just like too much hard work, and if you'd like your channel audited by me or one of your clients' channels audited by me, then you can check out my YouTube services company, Channel Fuel, over at channelfuel.co. That's channelfuel.co. And make sure to mention the podcast in the inquiry form and you'll get yourself a sexy $200 discount for being a sexy listener of this ever so sexy podcast. So that's it for audits. Remember, all of this is in a handy how-to guide over at ProChannelManager.com forward slash episode nine. That's the word episode number nine. Before we go, we have to thank vidIQ. And I honestly could not do my audits without the vidIQ tool. So thank you again, vidIQ. And remember, you can get a 30-day free trial of one of their awesome paid plans by visiting ProChannelManager.com forward slash vidIQ. If you found this useful, please remember to give it a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or a star in Overcast. And make sure you are subscribed in whichever you use to listen to podcasts. It will help other people to find this awesome podcast and community of pro channel managers. Good luck auditing your channels and your clients' channels. Hope this was useful to you. And until next time, happy auditing. Laters. Thanks for listening to the Pro Channel Manager Podcast. Happy uploading. And remember, next time you go to publish a video, ask yourself, what would Tom think?